0: John Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, welcome to another episode of the longest-serving real estate podcast in Australasia, Million Dollar Agent. Gentlemen, how are you going?
1: Good, Tommy. Very good. Morning, Troy. Afternoon, Troy. Actually, it is afternoon. I think we're all pretty well. Guys, guys, quickly,
0: honest assessment out of 10. 10 the best, zero the worst. What do you think of my opening there on that podcast? 6.5.
2: Oh, you are half. I was going to say maybe like a seven or eight, Tom, because it was back to the glory days. Bang, straight in. Tom Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm. Can I just
1: just remind you today's topic is tough love. It's about (laughs) honesty and transparency so we can get to a better place. And you're wanting to go and save Tommy, you know. I think I think I think, like I think we we build, build people
2: up, John. Build them up with love. Build them up with care. Make sure yeah. they're
0: something. Like Troy, you worked with John for a decade. He's a he's a hard, I'm not gonna take it personally, right? He's a right. hard worker, right? Six, six, six yeah. and a half's worth eight and a half.
2: Six John and, and half's Troy, like a half's like a nine point five. Anyone else, Tom, nine point five from John McGraw. <laughs>
0: Tell me I love you. I
1: love, love you like a brother, my friend. Anything you do, I love. Um, but today, interesting is we just alluded to, in fact, we mentioned it last week. I don't know whether tough love's the right the right term because it kind of sounds like you're almost being cruel, but you know, people call them courageous conversations, they call them tough conversations, tough love, as you said, Tommy. Not sure, whatever you call them, but I think the industry has to realize that one of the most important and critical elements of success in all the agents and Tom, you know, you've coached and are friends with probably most of the top 100 more than anyone else in this country, they are very good at getting to the point, at telling the truth around, you know, here's here's where it sits, not because they're looking for a commission, but because they want to, they understand that for people to make the best quality decision for their own lives, I'm talking about vendors and buyers, they need the truth. And yet most other agents, they dance around and I'm going to, you know mentioned a bit later that they sort of paint themselves into a corner because I think the stress and the lack of um, transparency often starts at the listing appointment Tommy because you know like we know that most of the stress and tension comes around price would you say that Troy that'd be the biggest part of it you know typically there are some people that want to buy your home and the only problem might be they're 15 percent below what you'd like and in brackets maybe 15 below what I told you you should get as well so you know, I just, I tend to think that this whole uh, vicious circle or cycle, if you will, of real estate of agents not being able to tell the truth up the front end and then that leads them to being unable to give honest, transparent, I mean, that's this is the worst part of the industry and it doesn't have to be, Tom. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, you know, and I always say to people, don't think, yeah, because a lot of people say words to the effect of, oh, I don't want to get into real estate because I don't want to lie or to be successful I've got to either lie but I don't want to lie I want to tell the truth so I'm never going to be successful I actually don't believe that to be the case I, I think the best of both worlds is you're true honest you learn how to manage a conversation so you're careful not to overpromise but you learn how to manage a conversation and at the end of at the, the end of that there's no need to lie and there's no need to lose business cuz you tell the truth so I think it's an important one because I find a lot of people, Tom, that stray away the path of the, telling the truth. Their justification, their excuse, as we talked about last week, often comes with, "Well, I don't want to lose the business, or I don't want to be more. Yeah. I want to be more successful, so I've got to lie." And uh, I think this is the, the the problem that our industry has got ourselves into, and it's it's really a bad space, which is why real estate agents are still, to this day, to some degree still considered like politicians and journalists and used car salesmen is people that find it hard to tell the truth, which is a real pity because when you're buying and selling a property, you actually need the truth, right?
0: I think, John, you said there about the first fib starts when you're sitting there at the listing presentation and they say to you, the other agent said we will get a million. And then you're scared of losing the listing. And before you know it, you've participated in that game. And then that opens up a web of further fibs because then when you start getting feedback, you've got this, this feeling of, oh, I don't want to upset them now because I've cornered, as you said, I've cornered myself there. So I won't give them this all this negative feedback that they're getting, right? And that and that, that's a lie in itself, not telling people bad news, right? Um, or the absence, the absence of truth is, is being dishonest, right? And then before you know it, you've actually got yourself in a situation where your vendors are not hearing what they need to hear. I just want to bring up this. As, last Saturday, I did an auction and prior to the auction, the agent said to me, Tom, I really want you to do the best with these people because you're going to be able to relate to this. He said he lost his, um, his brother not long mm. ago. And he said, I really want you to do the best for this person. And I said to the agent, I said, I feel what you're saying. But what makes you think that I actually don't do my best all the time? Like, what makes you think that I'm going to selectively do good for him because he's going through a bit of grief, but the next person, what I'll do is we'll just, we won't do our best there. And I think sometimes we as agents, even auctioneers, we, we think we're going to try and save people when we should just really just be reporting the, as you say, John, the damn truth, the facts. Like it might be uncomfortable, but you can't shield people. You can't shield people from the truth thinking you're going to save them. It actually ends up hurting them in the long run. Yeah, um, so I think there's two or three kind of basic
1: anchors that I'd suggest to everyone to avoid this thing number one is what is your true north surely telling the truth once you've dealt with family and well-being and happiness telling the truth has got to be up there as one of your key values and and if you have it up there and you believe in it and you reinforce it you're more likely to tell the truth all the time if not almost all the time but hopefully all the damn time just tell the damn truth i think that's really critical secondly is if you follow the breadcrumbs back to the source of most tension regarding truth telling it comes from price differential on price, buyers are at X, sellers hoping for X plus 15%, and there's this ugly, unnecessary tension, which also often leads to lies because we do know in this industry people fabricate offers and they Mm -hmm. fabricate feedback, which, again, is so unnecessary in my opinion. So one of the things that I often say to people, if I'm coaching them, Tom, but also if I've listed a property, is is around if it was coaching. I'd say Tom, you know, there's three ways I can coach you. I can be kind of soft, medium, or hard. Soft means we just kind of chat about the nice stuff, and you have a great time, and you go away high fiving. Medium is we, you know, we dig into some of the things that perhaps need improvement. But hard is if we can have a good look at what's n- not going right. So uh, you know, and, and then ha- we'll get to the truth the fastest that way. And it's the same when I'm listing property. I'll often say, Tom, you know, with regard to feedback, what I find most of my clients, in fact, I can't think of one that hasn't, most of my clients really want me to let them in on what's happening, what's the truth about what's happening, what's the reality, what people are saying about the property, the good, and some of the stuff that are that rationale for not buying it. So, you know, it's really up to you if you want me to keep you fully up to date with with that detail. And I've never had anyone say, So, no, don't tell me any of the negatives of the property, don't tell me anything. Yeah, you know, people want to know, so what are people saying about the property? What do they like? What don't they like? So I think it's really important not to set yourself up for failure by promising a price. Um, give yourself, you know, that that discussion that says, Tom, you know, with regard to price, you know, we had 10 valuers through today, 10 different prices. Neither you nor I know the price. Here, here's what we do know is what comparable homes have sold for, And here's what I do know. I've got a process to deliver you the best price that's second to none. So I really want to spend most of the time today focusing on what are we going to do to get you the highest possible outcome. And when you have a a conversation that resembles that, you're not avoiding price because you are actually talking about comparable sales, but you're not promising. You know, when people say, oh, 1.2 million, no problem. I mean, you've just signed the, the beginning of a very potentially torturous Um, relationship unless it is no problem and you and you get 1.4 but so many times agents go and they just they're so easy they throw things away with their words and I'm just saying just choose your words carefully pause I'd love to promise you a a price but right now you know my intuition and my, my experience tells me that promising a price up or down is not the best thing for us I think we need to you know really focus on the process Troy, what do you think? I mean, I know you and I coach a lot of people around this.
2: Yeah, John, I I noticed that actually at the time of listing, I think where people fall into the trap, if sometimes they don't have the market knowledge, they fall into the trap of telling those half truths at the time of listing. And then, like you said, Tom, they back themselves into a corner because they said, we can get you X because maybe they didn't know what was happening the most recent deals in the market, and then that kind of follows a chain and gets to a point where they they've haven't really been transparent with that feedback where they've been trying to protect the person and they fall into that, oh, well, I hope that person does that and I hope this buyer does that. So you've really got to... Understand the pricing conversation, no offers, low offers, high offers, but also the market knowledge up front. I think that's where a lot of people that I've noticed recently have come undone because the market has shifted and they still are talking about prices that may have been six, 12 months ago as opposed to what's recent in the last seven days.
0: Yeah, well said. Well, I can't help it. I I actually have learned a lot about crucial conversations from the uh, medical profession because if you actually think about the severity of a crucial conversation, real estate wouldn't hit the radar screen compared to some of these medical professionals. I mean, there are people sitting in front of people today in hospitals and in medical centres, telling them that you know they're they're terminal, right? Or they've got a tough road ahead of them. Um, and one of the things I notice about doctors is they're really good at using data. So what you'll notice often, they they work soft on the people but hard on the problem, and they'll. They'll pull up an x-ray or a CAT scan and they'll actually say, Oh, well, that's the that's the situation here. As you can see, that's the concern there. And I think real estate agents that are very good do that with an x-ray, not of the body, but an x-ray of the market. They're really good at putting out there and saying, and let's look at that, let's look at that. And they take and they 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 move it away from being a personal thing saying, your home's not worth a million dollars and i will say, yeah. if you have a look at this X-ray here, can you tell me whether you see it fitting into a million dollars based on these numbers here? Um, and the other thing, John yeah. and Troy, that you said really, really, really well is that it's the way that you can communicate. What you did there, John, where you turned around and sort of still gave hope to a bit of people were saying, look, a million a is a great number to achieve, we're not going to get that right today. If it's out there, I'll be getting it, rest assured. Um, that's quite different to saying to someone you'll get a million dollars for your house, right? Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry for interrupting. You were about to say something. No, no, no. And that's exactly, Tom, that's
1: beautifully said. Um, you, you know, I, I, it's great knowing, Tom, the, the sort of goal that you, that you would like to achieve for the home. Rest assured, I'm going to do every single thing to get the highest possible price, whatever that might be. Um, and you have that conversation because you're right, people want to know the agent they're hiring them doesn't have a glass ceiling on their view. They also need to know what are the comparables and what sort of range is, is likely to be the starting point for buyer interest. But they're hoping that, you know, you've got some magic dust and a magic wand and you can bring it all together and bake the cake mm. and create something special. And that's what we're paid to do. That's what we're paid to do. So I think, you know, as agents, you know, as I think about summarising this topic, I think um, that don't don't assume that you've either got to lie and get the listing or tell the truth and lose it. If telling the truth is a high value for you, and God, I hope it is, I'm sure it's, it is for all your gym members, Tommy, and all our, our staff, hopefully, um, well, then you just don't have any option. You, you can't go out there and tell something, something that's not true, which means you need to develop the dialogue, which is very doable to actually wrap around the truth and you don't take away the prospect because guess what all of us have auction properties and sold properties for far more than we thought at the time of listing mm. you get two or three people they go bongo on it they go crazy they just hammer it out and all of a sudden I remember that auction we the last auction for Brent Courtney before he passed Troy I think that was an hour and a quarter was the auction yeah. you and I were doing, doing it together and 176 bids from memory an hour and a quarter and and you know we wouldn't have thought you wouldn't have dreamed of getting that result but we got it but we got it because we told the truth about the likely range of interest and then we got to a point where there's a lot of interest in that range because we could quote confidently and transparently the likely range of interest and then we had a reserve that was in that range of interest so you know there's a formula um, but you got to start. By fishing where the fish are, you can't kind of just throw the line upstream and hope you're going to snag something. It won't happen. So I think just let, let's go back to the extreme ownership of last week. Let's take control the inner market as we spoke about. Take control, build your dialogue. You know, go to real estate, Gym. Go to Eric. You know, listen to MDA podcast. Whatever you got to do, whatever sources of information you've got to to really hone up on this skill. Of you know being truthful and honest about pricing, but not losing the listing because you sound like, "Don't be a dreamer, Troy. You're not going
0: to get that figure. That's absurd. Because that's not that's not what we're about either." Well said. Well said. And John, um, do you recall the name of the person that's going to speak at Eric? Who is? Uh, and I think you've had her a speaker, Susan, Susan, Susan Scott. Susan Scott. So, yeah. So we can't we we can confirm Susan Scott. Is going to be speaking at Eric. She's, she's uh, definitely there. Yeah, so John. I can't remember the name of the the book that she's read, and one of the books there is uh It's is the Bible. Too. You're
1: going to remind me. It is a.
0: Uh, is it a crucial um,
1: conversation. Fierce, fierce, fierce conversations. I think. Fierce, fierce. fierce conversations. Fierce conversations. Yeah, she's, she's got a few crowding. Yeah,
2: fierce. Fierce was the first one. Yeah, the, well, the I'm, most
1: recent one is interesting. It's love conversations because. She talks about, you know, this, which is not the focus of our podcast, of course, but she talks about how between couples it's exactly the same, inability to have an honest conversation about about things, to, to bring everyone together and aligned. So she talks about that as well. She's a brilliant, brilliant woman. So come to Eric. You'll hear her and uh, lots more to talk about. We've got another 45 podcasts this year, Troisy, so we're going to crank them all up.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> good.
1: Okay See you team, great to talk James. to you. See, See you, you next week. Have a great week. Bye everybody.